0: Welcome everyone to the Heal and Awaken podcast. Today we continue our season four titled Heart-Centered Living with Dr. Paul Douglas, my dear friend, mentor, teacher, director, and academic dean of New World Ayurveda. Welcome Dr. Douglas, it's great to have you here again.
1: Thanks so much, Aparna, it's great to be back.
0: Yeah, we're on episode five, and this one is titled Radical Acceptance and Health, The Key to Easing Stress and Suffering. Um, This should be a really interesting topic because um, first of all, I wanna say, for the most part, we all want what we want. So what is radical acceptance?
1: So to give a, To give the full context and the deeper understanding of what it is, I just want to backtrack a little bit and say, you know, probably the biggest factor in health and illness and disease is stress. And stress is known to be underlying the majority of diseases or or makes the majority of diseases worse. And a lot of what we see are stress related illnesses, and stress is a is a huge topic in and of itself, but the essence of stress is really that something occurs that we can't accept, that
2: something occurs that is
1: is not what we want it's something that we resist and it's it is that because we don't want it or because it's unexpected it's a shock and and because of the resistance and because of the reaction that's that's what creates the the release of the stress hormones and that's what sets us up then for The impact on health. And so in connecting this radical acceptance, want all of the listeners to understand that there that this is not just a fancy spiritual concept. It has direct impact on health. And when we talk about acceptance, What is different with this approach is that we base it on the internal experience on cultivating the peace within our own hearts through heart centering. So there's a foundation. It's not like us trying to convince ourselves, well, we should really accept things or we should really want things. I think the radical part of it is, is that there comes a certain point
2: when we have this realization that underlying
1: everything on the surface, deep within the heart is that peace that can accept. So I'll talk more about that. But to answer your question about what we want, of course we want what we want. This really speaks to flexibility and resourcefulness. The, the more we insist that, that the world and that other people are the way we want them to be, the way we expect them to be. The more we set ourselves up for stress, set ourselves up for unhappiness. It doesn't mean that we don't have desire. This is the tricky part. People hear that and they say, well, I, then I shouldn't want what I want. No, you, what, what we're talking about is having enough reserve have a background of peace a background of happiness that allows us to have the flexibility that when we want something it doesn't happen it doesn't crush our world it doesn't throw us into deep stress it doesn't throw us into fear that we're not going to be able to survive or have to have this or won't be happy so what we're talking about is building up enough having enough within ourselves having enough reserve having enough heartfulness having enough peace within our being that when we want something and it doesn't happen it doesn't rock our world and so it it's not playing mind games and saying well i don't you know i guess i need to just accept whatever happens and i need to stop having so many desires and i need to all of these things really, really are twisting and taking the life force and turning it against ourselves or, or dissipating it. Desire is important. That's the life force. It's how things get communicated. It's how we find excitement and in life. It's how we, it's ultimately how we can find the, our way in terms of the things that that we're really here to do, those things that excite us the most, that that version of ourselves that is that is really the the the, the greatest version that we can imagine, that, that excites us the most to become. All of that excitement and that that desire is very important to have. It's important not to get rid of it simultaneously what becomes important is that we're filling up the well so that we have so much we have such an abundance of water that if you know if we go and and ask somebody for some tea and they don't have any we don't freak out we have enough in reserve we've got enough uh, in sort of in the bank as it were that that we can roll with
2: it And this setup, this capacity
1: to be able to roll with things is something that we cultivate through heart centering,
2: that we cultivate through meditation.
1: Meditation, heart-based meditation is great. The heart centering becomes really important when we want to carry that into these moments in our life. And so it's important to want what we want and it's important to have such a baseline of fullness in our hearts that when we don't get it, it doesn't crush our world.
0: Thank you for that. And uh, as I'm listening to you, I'm getting this feeling that we need to backtrack a little. And perhaps you can give an example for our listeners of what not accepting of a situation looks like. Just a simple example. So people can relate to it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, car. Your car all of a sudden. Has some problem and it won't start, and it's like, oh my gosh! I don't know if I have the money to get it repaired. I, how am I going to organize this? And and we have this reaction, and to the extent that we are low on our reserves, we can react with that thinking, oh my gosh! You know this is horrible, and you know. I get all anxious, you know, like, where am I going to find the money? How am I going to do this? And, and there's like the, the fear comes up and the fear of survival and the fear of, you know, well, am I going to, you know, be late for work? And then, you know, that, am I going to lose my job? And, and the mind starts to spin on the fear. That's often what happens when we don't have this grounding, when we don't, when we're not centered and
2: when we don't have that reserve so when we have that fullness when we have that baseline sense of, of peace and the baseline sense of happiness and we have that self-love and we're confronted then
1: with a problem like this we don't we don't necessarily jump right to the fear and the end conclusion and we don't necessarily get into the stress we say oh there's a problem here we don't pretend like oh well i'm so happy and blissed out and spaced out oh it doesn't matter of course it matters However, when we have that fullness, then it's like, oh, okay, well, what, what needs to take place now for me to be able to fix this? And what resourcefulness can I pull in? Who can I get to assist me? How can I, you know, what friend do I have that might be able to take me to work? And, and we start to think in a way that is full and creative as opposed to going into immediate stress and lack and fear.
0: So once again, it's, it's really an inside job first, out of which you can come up with these, maybe simple or creative solutions to whatever's happening in the moment. So, yeah. Um, Just- in case somebody is listening to this podcast without having listened to the first one of the series, Can you briefly touch upon this practice or this idea of being heart-centered and what that means?
1: Yeah, so the, the thing that's important to recognize is that this is a technique, it's an integration technique. It's designed to integrate in more presence, more of the consciousness that we develop in meditation. And so it's, it's not about a lot of um, sort of fluffy, romantic kind of ideas. It's not about tuning into the emotional heart. Uh, it's really about coming into our being through centering our awareness in the heart space. And over time, exploring what exists within that heart space as we turn our awareness there. So we're getting beyond the mental emotional level and and tuning into our being and using the heart as a window into our being and into presence. And with that, we begin to discover the what we could call the spiritual heart or the higher heart. And we start to discover that it has this incredible peacefulness. We start to discover that there's also this incredible, at first very subtle blissfulness, but eventually very intense blissfulness and fullness. And eventually we start to discover this sense of unity through at those being the first, those being the basic experiences. And then as we explore those, we start to discover and refine these different aspects, such that we talk about 10 different facets of the heart. So that gives a little bit of background and the sense that we're centering our awareness in the heart, we're not thinking about what would be a heartful response it becomes spontaneous as we shift our awareness it's a spontaneous result that comes as we do this
0: practice and i think with the volatility and the turbulence of today's social economic political environment that we're in i think uh, it's even more important for people to learn to meditate and actually meditate many people learn and don't meditate so when is the next heart-based meditation training if you can mention that that would be great
1: saturday june 27th is the next training and if you're interested just go to heartbasedmeditation.com heart-based meditation is all one word no hyphen Um, So heartbasedmeditation.com, you'll see the link there to um, sign up.
0: And the link will be in the show notes as well. So I'm here with Dr. Paul Douglas, director and academic dean of New World Ayurveda, a powerful proponent of heart-based meditation. Um, And today we're talking about radical acceptance and health. We all want health emotional well-being spiritual well-being physical health so this is a topic where to, i think it's more relevant than ever before because we have no idea what could happen tomorrow we've never known but feels even more um relevant to for all of us for our experiences you know um we thought the world was a certain way and it isn't and There are a lot of shifts happening and there's a there are good shifts but we all agree to be part of this major shift and it's can be really uncomfortable and uncertain at times so where does surrender come into the picture of radical acceptance
1: surrender is a tricky word
2: again um it's
1: meaning is something that for some people, many people associated associated with giving up and, and sort of that picture of war or battle and you know, waving the white flag, I surrender. And, while it can be a value for some people um, to get a little bit less involved with the ego to have that kind of concept, ultimately
2: what we want to go for is this place of
1: being able to accept willingly and lovingly what's happening as a, as opposed to giving up. So, so again, it depends on the connotations that people have with surrender. For some people, surrender is just letting go, which is beautiful. But if they have the connotation of, you know, of giving up the fight and you know and and trying to let go, that's very different than coming into a space, coming into the peace of your heart. And from that piece, observing what's happening and, and sitting in the question of how, how might this be for me?
2: So there's this very subtle shift in attitude that takes
1: place with radical acceptance. And what makes it radical is that we're actually entertaining and shifting attitude to this possibility that in some way this event is for me that life is for me the sort of the radical insight that comes as we do this practice is the realization that everything in life is for us that life isn't against us that the the divine isn't against us, the world isn't against us. That, that, and I hesitate to say these things because I'm jumping to the end of the story. It really is a process, you know, learning the heart centering, sitting in the question, really exploring and coming to the realization is something that each individual does on their own they can be assisted in guiding through that to really discover this radical acceptance and so i i'm i'm hoping that no one is just assuming that oh i just have to think that and, and that's the end of it I'm, I'm i'm giving away the end of the story uh, so that people know that there's a distinction between just acceptance and radical acceptance and, and, and surrender in the sense that, that we have this realization and we come to trust life. We come to trust that Everything is for us. That,
0: yeah, I again, think it's really important because people say things like, oh, this always happens to me. I knew this was going to happen to me. It's just my luck. And um, it's sort of like a self-sabotage kind of a situation. And the other thing is, from my own experience, is that this radical acceptance is by no means an intellectual exercise at all all once you start doing the heart centering there's a steadiness that came upon me at least and that's when things start making sense because yeah when negative things happen to us on this human journey and everyone's has had it and everyone will have it we begin to question all kinds of things but when we have that steadiness in the center of the heart It won't be about the question, it will be about the experience of that steadiness and the peacefulness. And I think only through that, the trust comes that this is happening for some reason, and I will figure this out. And it's all gonna be okay. Ultimately, everyone wants to know. I think the ultimate acceptance is knowing that everything is gonna be okay, no matter what it is and somehow all these things are here to serve us there are no enemies i mean that's my experience
1: that's beautiful and and i could not have said it better it it is based on experience all this all this heart-centered living approach is something that is based on experience it's not based on a philosophy it's not based on an intellectual understanding it and and so it requires us to dive into meditation it requires us to dive into heart centering and to be experiencing the spiritual heart to be experiencing the higher heart to be experiencing our being and exploring our being. And in that, we start to come to this place of centeredness. And we start to, we start to have the insights. We start to, to make the connections. Oh, this is going to help strengthen my emotional body. Oh, this challenge is gonna to help to strengthen my physical body. Oh, the, we start to get connected in, to this sense of a higher self or a soul or whatever that is, organizing these experiences, that we are organizing these experiences in life in a way that, that is for us and that benefits us. But you can't get that insight just by listening to someone else's experiences you have to you have to dive in and explore yourself and come to know what resides deep in the heart beyond the mental emotional
0: so we're being called to uh by ourselves so for the number of stresses that everyone is facing and has faced is such a it's like the Bucket is overflowing for most people, and there's such a. And so, when the next, even this next small stress comes, it just feels like it's the biggest thing. Feel like your whole world is crashing around you. And I think that when we get to that place, we just know that there's really no escaping the experience of the true self anymore. The invitation is. Big and in our faces and I think, um, I think it's time for a, a lot of us to accept this very beautiful loving invitation to even the going within part sounds so new age but this exp- th- these experiences are difficult to explain with words so much but it's once you have it you, you, have, you see life in a very different way. And we will each have the experience of the very joy and happiness that we've always craved. And we always thought it would come from, oh, when I get that next job and when my husband behaves better or my children get better grades, I'm gonna feel so good. And we begin to realize it has nothing to do with any of any of those circumstances or situations. It's really, um, it's a very intimate experience with oneself but from a higher place and it's it's magical i hope it doesn't sound weird that i say it's magical but it, it really is a very um, it
1: is intimate. magical it is magical and and yet i i think people dismiss the awe of life too readily yeah. and and what we've also done is provided a structure so that there's a method, there's something concrete, there's something practical, there are things to do, there are uh, trainings to do, there's, there are ways in which this can be organized and not just, you know, go sit on a mountain and meditate and contemplate your hearts. <laughs> yeah. So. So I think it, it is both, it's like, it's like both. It's both practical and magical at the same time.
0: One last thing uh, that came to me is that for a lot of people who have been through a lot of stress and trauma, you know, sometimes acceptance can be that feeling of, you know, I just accept it how it is, but it's, it's cemented with cynicism and, maybe resentment and a great deal of unprocessed grief. This is the complete opposite of that. This acceptance is just, there's a beautiful fullness in the heart and there's a lightness about the individual in this radical acceptance. And you just enjoy the rest of your human journey instead of, feeling cynical or skeptical about human behavior and society and um, all those types of feelings that one may have accumulated from not processing the traumas and stresses of life.
1: Yeah. Again, I think what happens is that people want, they say they want to be respected or they want um, to be, feeling safe and they've had these times when they've not been and so they go into an acceptance of well i guess i just have to accept that's the way the world is and and that's really again a giving up it's it's um it's that that negative sense of surrender not the positive sense of surrender where okay i'm defeated i can't get what i want i'm I'll just, you know, just give up and, and just accept it begrudgingly. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work. I mean, it, 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 only in the sense that it, it stops the person from fighting and struggling so much. Um, what needs to happen is for the...
2: Heart to become so full that we can embrace what occurs, and again,
1: it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we condone things that are that we know are are wrong, and you know, say, oh, I'm I'm supposed to, you know. Uh, Be uh, loving, and so you know I'm supposed to uh, just uh, condone what has happened. No, there are a lot of bad things and evil things that that occur. It's not about justifying it. It's really about having the capacity within our own heart to be at peace with it, to be truly at peace with it, and to learn from it and to see it perhaps even inspiring us. Maybe it inspires us to find ways to make others safe so they don't have to experience what we did. Maybe it inspires us. So again, it's a very, it's a very different, it's not as cynical, it's a very positive way of approaching
2: life
0: very beautiful. I haven't met one person who said, I don't like this. Everyone loves it. It makes you feel so good. makes you feel so grounded and anchored into something really deep within yourself that you you realize after you do it, that you've been longing for this. And then you discover, oh my gosh, it's been here all along and it's mine. And I can keep going back to it again and again. Much as I want. So, thank you, Dr. Douglas, for yet another beautiful, insightful, enlightening conversation. Radical acceptance and health, the key to easing stress and suffering. Um, I also want to thank our listeners because I do get feedback from people um, who tell me that they've listened to every episode and how much they're learning about themselves. So I want to thank you so much for your time. I know you're very busy running the New World Ayurveda School and all the different trainings. Um, And we're doing this as a service, as a gift to the world. So thank you so much for all your time and your wisdom that you share with us. And thank you to all the listeners who come back regularly to listen to new episodes. And uh, we will have several more in this season. You're listening to Heal and Awaken, Season 4, Heart-Centered Living with Dr. Paul Douglas. My name is Aparna. I am your host. And I thank you all so much for being here and see you next
2: time.